Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, it's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick, or we need that correction. Talk mouth, we flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, it's session. Yo! What it is, hope it is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is December the 20th, and the culture pushers are here for championship week, aka Beat Gabe Week, baby. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course, if you're listening to this, make sure you check out Big A on all social media platforms and check out the new mixtape Ferrari Prado on Apple and Spotify, not like always. If you're listening to this, make sure you check out us on Spotify or tell somebody if they can't listen to us on Apple to listen to us on Spotify and the newly sponsored Anchor. They got an app too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you can listen to us on the Anchor app or wherever you can get your podcast at, man. Make sure you give us some likes and reviews. And like Carlos said, this week is Beat Carlos Week. Gabe Week. No, it's Beat Gabe Week, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me and Gabe are matched up in the finals of our Dynasty League. Second year Dynasty, congratulations. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll be going for the repeat, and Gabe will be, you know, trying to play spoiler and shit. We're going to stop so, that repeat. It's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be I a good one. I don't know. I prophesied this. I said I was going to be in the finals. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And here I am, baby. Now I, I am. That was before you got CMC too, bro. So like it, it really was like a prophecy, bro. Like you went and exactly. got, you know, CMC afterwards. But I'm sorry, man. Sorry, I had to do this to you this week, bro. So if you feel if you like hear us during the middle of the podcast, like be quiet. It's probably because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about somebody that's on Carlos team. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to hold it together, though. I'm gonna try to hold it together as much as possible. So blame Carlos. If once Carlos stopped like giving advice on my team, then I'm not gonna give him advice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna be objective, man. I'll be objective as possible. How about that? Hey, so who would you start, Cooper Cup or DJ Shark? Come on. Right. So Javar, um, <laughs> how's your day been? <laughs> All right, man. I've been in here sideline watching yeah. y'all just get ready to talk about this weekend. Talking shit. Welcome back, Javar. We've been going for a couple episodes. It's probably going to be one of the best episodes ever, man. Last night was the first night we didn't have Thursday night football, so you know what that means. Football is going away, bro. It's going away. I know, man. We got weeks. Thursday night is done for for the year because you know they still got week 17 next week. Yeah, it's done. It's no more Thursday night. Wow. Yeah, man. It's coming to an end, bro. Wow, this shit is like a blur, man. Like, it's so crazy. Right. By week. We it's cause fantasy. Fantasy makes it go so fast. Yeah, it does. Especially like when like this has been our first year of podcasting and all that good jazz. Hey, hey, congratulations, fellas. We made it through right. here, man. Last episode, for the last episode of, of the regular season. Yes, yes, sir. We'll still be here though in the off season, just to let y'all know and shit. We're talking about all the, the rookies coming up and you know, the landing spots for the free agents and all that good stuff. So please stay with us through the off season. <laughs> all right man it's a long week so let's without further ado get into the week by week i mean i always say week by week let's get into the game by game breakdown of championship week if you're listening to this you made it to the winner's circle this is what we've been preparing for all week i mean all season and we're gonna give the people what they came for without further ado let's get into the first game the texans are at the bucks a 53 point over under the houston texans are favored by one and a half points 
So with our matchup this week, man, we just I don't really want to talk about people that you're not going that's probably not your roster. So we're just going to talk about people that probably let you have a problem with deciding if you're going to start or sit them. That's cool. Uh, yeah. All right, but Deshaun Watson, of course, you're going to start him. Jameis Winston, how y'all feel about Jameis Winston? Um, so you know he'll be without his top two options and Evans and Godwin and Scotty Miller, who uh, you know, he was the rookie that. Uh, I think he's out of Bowling Green. He had a touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. But ain't no way in hell I'm sending Winston. No, Dude, the number five quarterback this year. Leading the league in yards and interceptions, of course. Second in <laughs> touchdowns. And then Houston's allowing the second most points, man. So it's just match made in heaven. And, uh, yeah, I got to play Winston, man. I can't sit him. Texans have allowed 11 out of 14 quarterbacks to finish with 18 or more quarter, uh, more fantasy points against them. So I think that's just a safe floor for Jameis, who already – if one thing you do know about Jameis, whether it's me and Carlos and Javar out there as his wide receivers, he's going to throw the ball exactly. 35-plus times. And he's going to throw a pick. It's okay. Let's hope he does and it. Like, hey, like we said last week, if he throw a pick on that first uh, drive, you already know what time it is. That shit was wild, bro. I think, <laughs> I think I read something on Twitter where it says that when he's thrown a pick in the first quarter, the Buccaneers' record are, is 4-1. I believe like, it. It, it yeah. seems like he plays better once he get, gets it out the way early. Right. Coach just come out. Draw this playoff. I know he's going to throw a pick on this, and he's going to get right after that every game. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Happens every time. Carlos Hyde would not. Uh, does anybody think about starting Duke Johnson? Uh, no. I mean, the, the matchup kind of sets up good for him because you know the uh, Tampa Bay is pretty stout against the run. Uh, Three point one two yards per carry. Huh? Per carry. Yeah. But they're also good against pass catcher running backs too. So it's kind of like fool's gold if you're thinking Duke will have a good game too. I mean, he could. He very well could have a good game, but I'm not trusting it. So sitting both of them, right? Yep. Javar, you agree? Agree. Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, not I said too much already. DeAndre Hopkins is probably gonna have a huge monster game this week. Yes. I wonder who has that guy. Hmm. Mm. But <laughs> Will Fuller, I think it's also flexible. He's seen seven targets um, last week, and that was the first week back from his injury. And the Bucks have allowed 14 plays of 40 yards or plus. Um, that's the second most in the NFL. And I think he, he could eat into DeAndre uh, Hopkins' targets a little bit. Um, I think he caps his upside – not his upside, but that touchdown upside with Will Fuller and Kenny Stills being out there. How, how y'all feel about that? I think you start all three of them. Not so much Kenny Stills. I mean, right. that dude, he, got he, he got two targets and two touchdowns last week. Right. You kind of playing with fire, so you're hoping for something. But I'm, I'm going off the matchup, though, against Sean Murphy Button, Buttings or whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup, but like you said, like I don't think anybody's going to trust time. Yeah. It's championship time. I'm going with targets. But. Yeah, understandable. I'm just saying, with with you know the Bucks are going to stop the run, I definitely think Deshaun Watson will be throwing the ball uh, more than mm-hmm. usual, so I think the targets could be there for him. I'm just, if, if you're in a rough spot, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind starting Kenny Steels. Once we go through it, we'll see who I start Kenny Steels over. Um, Bershawn Pyramid. Dun, dun, dun. At this point, I think he he's gonna like we said. If Jameis is gonna throw the ball, if we believe in Jameis, um, I know a lot of people don't believe in Jameis this week, but I, I'm one of the believers. And if you believe in Jameis, he he has to throw the ball somewhere. And all his targets are out. Um, last week he got six targets. 
Um, last three games, too. Last three games, yeah. Last three games, he got six targets. And the Texans, <sighs> I don't know. It's not so much the matchup that I even care about as, as much as Jameis Winston throwing the ball. That's what, I, that's what I'm putting my faith in. Facts. I mean, it is a good matchup, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Something got to give. I don't believe it's, it's going to be good enough that you can start Justin Watson with faith. Um, I think the targets might be there, but I just don't think you can roll them out there. I think the targets who I would trust putting them out there is O.J. Howard. Yeah. And just maybe to, even Cameron Bray. In just a, in a, rewind a little bit, though. I think I would rather start um, Justin Watson over Stills, though, if I had to choose between those two. Mm, I'm kind of – ooh. I mean, yeah. I what, 6'3"? He ran – Ran a, uh, I think like a four four in his uh, pro day. Uh, it, I, I'm hoping somebody don't have to make that decision to start one of those two. Yeah, if you're in DFS playing like the Saturday slate or something like that, uh, you know, I won't mind it because he's. I think he'll get more volume than Stills. That's what I say. It depends on if you're looking for a safe floor or if you're chasing points. Yeah. Like if you're an underdog, I want to play Kenny Stills. Yeah. I, I agree with that one. And if you just need points, Watson. Uh, but back to you said what? Back to those tight ends, though. Yeah, I think you can start. Uh, I think you can start both of them. Yeah, I agree. OJ Howard. Well, OJ Howard and in some leagues, I guess. Great. Yeah, and you know, and, and as y'all know, uh, OJ has been coming on as of late. He's averaging at least six targets and sixty yards the last three weeks, and they're missing another weapon. So I mean, like, not excited about him because he's like hurt me so much this year. But I can necessity. See, I can see OJ Howard like getting the targets and then Cameron Break um taking those touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I can live with it if if that happens. The Bills are at the Patriots, a 38 and a half point over under. The Patriots are favored by six and a half. Um Josh Allen, I think at this point, especially in two QB leagues, you have to roll them out there. Um you just have to whew, that ceiling is extremely cap playing that Patriots defense. Um, you're banking on that rushing. I think he has a, 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 a okay floor of about 15 because he's he's shown in a tough matchup that he can't produce uh, against the Steelers he produced. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking at first until that Ravens game came around, man. But the Steelers games was after the Ravens, I yeah, I know. But, I mean, the Ravens defense yeah. like showed that his floor – can be pretty low. Yeah. So, I mean, this, you know, this is going to be a grinded out type game. It's a super low over under. So, I mean, the floor might be okay, man, but I don't think I'm comfortable starting Josh Allen this week. I'm kind of I'm kind of worried for both quarterbacks. I felt like this is going to be a defensive game, really. Facts. I'm definitely not trusting Brady. Like, no, he's not even an option. We don't even know what the weather going to be like, too. Yeah, he's averaging 14 points in his last five games. And then the Bills allowing the second fewest to quarterback. So, like, nah. Devin Singletary, um, I think you can start him, temper your expectations. Um, There's been four running backs uh, the Patriots have allowed to get over 100 yards. Um, and that's really dependent on the volume that, that they've been getting. And I think capable, uh, Singletary is capable of getting that type of volume. But his that that still in his cap because we know he's not going to get the goal line work. Josh Allen is the goal line running back. Yeah, everything you said, I agree with. Averaging 22 and a half touches. And in the last five games, 
and zero carries inside the five in that same span. So, how many Josh Allen got? Didn't look at that. Didn't look at that. But it's, I, I would imagine a lot. At least five plus. Yeah, I would imagine a lot. James White, how you feel about James White, Los? Uh, he's a flex play, averaging six targets a game, six most among running backs. So he just he's that safe flex option. <laughs> Why? I mean, <laughs> for real, bro. <laughs> you want me to like Sony? Do you like you like Sony this week? Huh? You like Sony this week? Don't like Sony, man. He did look better last week. Um, but he failed to reach double digits in the previous six games. Um, it is an okay matchup. You can't beat the Bills against. Um, you can't beat the beat the Bills. Um, when you run the ball, allowing the twenty-first most. Um, but. He just – I don't know if I can trust him he, after, you know, he had one good week last week, and that was against the Bengals. So, yeah, yeah. not trusting him. John Brown, I don't think you can play him against Stephon Gilmore this week. I don't, I don't think you can trust it. Not in championship week. I, think that, that, I don't know, man, because – On Gilmore? I was thinking about that. If you don't trust Josh, Josh – yeah, you do realize that he had, he had uh, five catches for 69 yards against him in week four. And then last week he went against the Steelers, who were pretty shut down against um, receivers, and he had ten targets for ninety nine yards. So yeah. I don't know. He had a couple bad games, you know, the last before the Steelers before they played the Steelers. He had about two or three games stretch of like down games. But as like a wide receiver three flex play, like I don't know. I don't think I. I think I, I've come around to you know trusting him a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, uh, expectations are highly tempered. Definitely. Definitely want to tip your expectations. But he did he did post a respectable game against them the first time they played. I'm kind of worried about Allen, but he got to throw somebody in. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I guess I guess he's considered a stud though. You think? Downtown John Brown. Hmm. Cole Beasley, I don't think you could trust him. Julian Julian Edelman, uh, he's been having that knee problem that's been reported all week. They say it is pretty bad. Do you do you trust him and roll him out there this week, even with the knee injury, and him getting less uh, those those uh, less than ten targets last week for the first time since week five? Yeah, that's that's tough, man. Um, depends who your other options are. Like, so would you start Edelman or John Brown? John Brown. John Brown. Dude. I think I'm going to go Edelman on that one. Yeah, I mean, because like you said, he is – I think the main reason why he put up that stinker last week is because he was more hurt than people thought he was. And then, like, this week, like, they there's the same situation. They're saying he may be available. And if this wasn't an important game, he might not even play this week because he'll have, like, three weeks off, if, you know, count next weekend in the bye week, but – He'll be out there, but I don't know how much he'll be effective. And then you add the fact that in week four, when they played each other, uh, he only had four ca- four catches for 30 yards in week four. Yeah. Teron Johnson is pretty legit. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, this is This is not a – Good fantasy game. I would look, I, I, if I had better options on my bench, I, this is something that I would definitely look for. Like a Tyler Boyd, I, I would feel yeah, way Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, definitely Tyler Boyd over. Muhammad Sanu is a sit. Uh, Rams are at – that's all I want from that game. Any, y'all think of anything else? None of the tight ends. Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, Rams are at the 49ers, 46 point over under the 49ers, favored by six and a half. Jared Goff, I think you can got to sit him against the 49ers. It's not the week to hope for Goff to come against. Uh, if he's not playing in a plus matchup, I don't want no, no part of Goff. I agree. Has looked better last few weeks, but you know. not not this week. I'm not. You will not ruin my season, Mister Golf. Yeah, two QB leagues. I'll start him as a t- second QB. Yeah, there's not many quarterbacks I wouldn't start in the two QB league. Uh, it just seems like it just seems like they found something. Like they they've been going more heavy personnel. That's why Cup. Well, no, Cup snaps went up last week again too. Yeah, so. they get, they went back up. Yeah, and they got their ass beat when they went yeah, back yeah. to that regular formation. So I'm I'm curious to see if they go back to what worked against Dallas. Not Dallas, um, the week before. Who did they play the week before? I forgot. But they beat somebody ass the week before when they were running that heavy personnel with two tight ends and shit. Mm-hmm. But Jared Goff but Jared Goff and the 49ers, which uh the 49ers are allowing 178.4 passing yards per game. That's the lowest in the NFL. And Richard Sherman is expected to be back. Sure. I I don't think you can trust uh, Jared Goff this week. And the 49ers do have something to play for. They're trying to uh, get the number one seed back. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is a sit for me. Same. I think it's better options than, than Jimmy G this week. Uh, yeah, he's too inconsistent, man. Yeah. Last four games, 12, 28, 9, 18. So you just don't know what Jimmy you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's not a high upside, whichever Jimmy it is. Yep. Ty Gurley, you have to start him. Uh, the 49ers, if they are weak anywhere, which is not saying much, is against the run. Uh, they are allowed 4.2 yards per carry. I, I just – if they get behind, the question is, will Ty Gurley get the volume? He did get seven targets last week, which is the second most this season. So, that continues, and I'm fine either way. But just – like I said, it's the second most this season. Like, he hasn't been getting – hasn't had many games like that. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers backfield, uh, Raheem Mustard is the lead back. It was a little shaky last week because Tevin Coleman started. That was weird. Um, but he had, but he got 16 out of the 27 running back opportunities. Um, outside of last week, which the Rams uh, destroyed or got destroyed by Ezekiel Elliott. The Rams have allowed the 10th fewest points per opportunity to running back, so volume is key. But like my co-host said earlier today, uh, the 49ers are going to run the ball, and so the volume should be there. Um, I think you can run Raheem Mostert out there, but I don't think anybody else you want to put him out there. Yeah, I agree. Especially not Breda, who uh, fumbled twice last week. Yeah. So that brings us to this is a, a one of those interesting games too, bro. Be a good one. Robert Woods, who is seeing nine plus targets in each of the last five games, but Richard Sherman is back. Cooper Cup, who had a bad week with low snap counts, who uh regular who came back to a regular snap count, like you said, and has caught three touchdowns in three straight games, but has failed to get more than sixty five yards in the last six games. With Kawan Williams is still possibly being out. I mean, who do you like? You think you can think you can put both of them out there? I don't think Brandon Cooks is even mentionable at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely not Cooks. But yeah, Woods and Cup. I think you could both put them out there, just tempering expectations on both. Um, like you said, Cups snaps went up. His targets are still about where they've been trending the last like month 
which is around like seven targets a game. And Woods is like, even though he had a, a bad game last week, he did have nine targets still. So, and he's averaging 11 targets in the last four weeks. So I think they're both uh, about middling wide receiver twos. Yeah. So the matchup says DJ Shark or Cooper Cup. We're going to uh, let Javar ha- uh, take this question. <laughs> <laughs> Javar, who you got? DJ Shark or Cooper Cup? I'm going with – I'm just – I'm I'm going with Shark just because uh, they playing the Falcons and we – we know them corners in the in the defense instead of you got golf who is a quarterback going against a top defense. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. God almighty. <sighs> Emmanuel Sanders is a start. Uh he's possibly seeing a lot of Jalen Ramsey. Um I don't know, man. I don't know. He's a sit for me, man. I don't think I'm trusting him this week. Yeah. He's expected to get shadowed by Ramsey. Even though he did play over 90% of the snaps, his target share is too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Four, four, nine, six, and one in the last four games. It's because Jimmy G is so inconsistent. Yeah. I, I mean, and then like, <laughs> we could thank Kittle for that shit last week, though, bro. For him and Debo, like, Sanders and Debo was, like, nowhere to be found last week, bro. But this dude, Kittle, going out there with, like, 17 targets. A monster. Which is understandable. That dude's a beast, bro. So I think Debo is a sit. Also, Tyler Higby with the news that Gerald Everett is going to be starting. I that was so tough, man. That was that was horrible. And I admit, I don't wish injury on nobody. Like get well soon, like everybody that's injured and shit, man. But damn, <laughs> not this week, man. <laughs> Tyler Higby was coming off three straight 100 yard games. Um, yes, but the 49ers have been the best team against the uh, tight ends in the NFL. Uh, they rank third in fantasy points allowed to the position. So you're telling me this might be a blessing in disguise then for all the Higby owners. I, I think so. I think this this might have just took y'all out of a duck. Yeah. That's, I, definitely could be the case, man. Because I personally, I don't trust I, – I mean, Higby has been, like you say, he's been on fire. He's the number one tight end in the last three games, averaging 17 and a half points. But man, like with whatever coming back, man, I just don't I don't I don't know. I don't trust it. And with Jared Goff expected to have a bad game. Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm 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 looking for other options if you know, if it makes sense. I'm not I'm not just gonna like I wouldn't play him over I wouldn't play Darren Fells over him or some shit like that, but I got uh, options like my personally I got OJ Howard too, so I'm probably gonna roll OJ Howard. OJ Howard over him. Just out of necessity, like he's gonna get I know he's gonna get targeted more, so it's championship week. Yes, sir. We already talked about George Kittle. So the Steelers are at the Jets, a 38-and-a-half point over under the Pittsburgh. Steelers are favored by three. Delvin Hodges sit. Both of the quarterbacks are a sit for me. I think the only person you can start from the Steelers at this point is James Conner. Uh, even though the Jets are allowing 3.2 yards on the ground, you're just hoping for the volume at this point. Yeah. Uh Anybody from the Jets y'all want to start? Uh, maybe Robbie if I had to choose one. Robbie and Crowder, really, man, because I think they're going to have to throw. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on them like that. I'm not putting Robbie Anderson in my championship lineup. Man, he's been so evolved lately, though. And he always does this every single year. He, he comes on strong at the late at the end of the year. But, 
Yeah, I mean, if you're in like a shallow, like a like a two, maybe start two wide receiver, I probably wouldn't. But if you're in like a start three wide receiver and, and you got to put a flex, he's in flex consideration. I would start James Washington before I start Robert Anderson. Oh, really? Because you know Juju coming back. Is he? I think that's just going to, like, he's expected back. So I think that, that might just, like, oh. just, like, you know, all the target share just might get scrambled up with Juju coming back. Like, I don't think oh, I'm going to I'm not starting Juju. Not starting Juju, not starting Washington, and not starting Deontay, man. I put, uh, well, I'm back on the Jets. I put Bell in the flex. I wouldn't start him as my running back. Corner. I bet you would. <laughs> Do you have better options than Bell? That boy loves some Bell, boy. Get nine points in the flex. I think he'll get around eight or something because he'll get some dump would you, I would start, would you start, so would you start somebody like Raheem Mostert or Le'Veon Bell? Mustard. Mostert. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let me find some. Let me find a good one. Be, I, I, I think there's so many. I think there are better options than. Would you start Adrian Peterson or Le'Veon Bell? Who watched him play again? Uh, uh, I think I would start Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, yeah. I think there are better options than Le'Veon Bell. As crazy as that sounds this week. Bell or Singletary. Oh. I think they're about the same player. Yeah. I think Bell has the, the touchdown upside, so I would go Bell. I go, I go with Singletary. Yeah, I think I would pick Bell there. Just because of the touchdown upside, yeah. I know that they're not going to get the touchdowns to Devin Singletary. Yeah. But I wouldn't feel uh, – I don't think they're – it's a good pick. Uh, but well, you say you'll start Jameson Crowder, though? Uh, no, nah, I probably want to start Crowder. Yeah, I don't think I want to start them either. I think the only person I would start from the Jets if I had to is Le'Veon Bell, and I think they're better, better options than him. Yeah. The Bengals are at the Dolphins of 46 and a half point over under. Miami is favored about one. This could be a sneaky, crazy fantasy point game. Uh, Andy Dalton, I think you can stream him. If I just because just for the simple fact that he's playing the Dolphins. Yeah, I got him as a start. Ryan Fitz Magic is a start for me. Um, Twenty points in the last three out of four games, guys. He's great. He's Fitz Magic. The magic is there. Exactly, man. He's right. been the bitch out, and he's the number number five qu- quarterback since week seven. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, uh, he's playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins have allowed one hundred and seventy-eight yards total. He's a start for me. Patrick Layard. Keep a I, keep an eye out for Mixon though. He did pop up on an injury report this week with the calf injury, and you know you never like to see your running back pop up like that in the middle of the week. So definitely a must start if he's active. Would you start Gio Bernard in his place? Yes. Yeah. I would. Oh. Gio has performed every single opportunity he's got when he's got the whole backfield to himself. So Bell or uh, Gio? If if, if, if Mixon's out, Gio. Yeah. Patrick Liard or Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon. Because Laird's snaps went down to 48%. Still still got uh, 17 opportunities, but, you know, he was at above, like, 80% of the snaps the last, like, two weeks before that. And, you know, you pair that with Gaskin actually looking good. Miles Gaskin, he had uh, nine carries for 43 yards last week. So I can see them being more of a committee this week. I can see 
Ryan Fitzmagic throwing the ball 50 plus times. <laughs> you know, Fitzmagic leads them in rushing, bro. Yeah. Not only that, like, Keon Drake is still the leading uh, fantasy point scorer for the Dolphins. <laughs> he ain't even no more. That's crazy. Lap, bro. Tyler Boyd is a start for me. He had a bad matchup last week against the Patriots. Um, I think he has a bounce back performance. Against the Dolphins, he's seen at least six targets in each of Andy Dalton's starts, and he'll be matched up against Jamal Witts, who has given up a 65% catch rate, um, and he's given up four touchdowns in his coverage. So I think Tyler Boyd is one of the uh, better starts this week. I like it. John Ross and Alex Eckerson. I heard a lot of people talking about John Ross this week. I don't think you can trust him. Yeah, I'm not trusting him this week. Even though he probably will have a touchdown or so, and I'm not saying he won't, but, I mean, I could think of a couple better options than John Ross. Um, Kenny Steele's or John Ross? Um, I think I would go John Ross on that one. Okay. I don't don't like like Kenny Steele's this week, man. (laughs) John Ross or one of the Robbie Allison or Jameson Crowder? Uh, I think I would go Robbie over Ross. I think I would go Crowder. I'm going with the safe. So ECR fantasy fantasy pros ECR has John Ross at 58. Down there with Corey Davis, Lazard, Alan Hearns. Nobody that you can think about trusting. Yeah. What well, Kenny Stills is actually higher than him. He, they got him at 55. So I guess that's that was that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll still get a touchdown this week. Uh, Devontae the Goat Parker has arrived. I think he's made his way into auto start at this point. We don't even really talk about him. Yes, sir. Hey, I really wish we would have um, our uh, bold predictions episode. Remember, we can we can release that shit. Some had went can came up. We can release it. Mm-hmm. Now, that was one of our options. That on for me anyway. I know Devontae Parker was one of them, man. So it's it's crazy. I even I didn't imagine him like playing this well, but. It's good to see him finally flourishing in the league, man. Uh, I'd be kind of worried next year because he's just been on an offense that's just been pass-heavy, so they had to throw. So, you know. Yeah. Just something I'm happy for him. Tyler Eifert. Um, I think you can stream him in a pinch. Uh, nine targets for the last two weeks. Uh, just the lack of options. I think he's just been somebody to, to look at, especially playing the Dolphins, if, you, if you're just in a pinch. Um, hopefully you got somebody else. Yeah, hopefully you got something better than that. If you, you're in a championship, you probably do. Um, Mike Jaseki is a start also. Will you start Mike, Mike Jaseki over uh, Tyler Higby? Would uh, Jared ever be in there? Ooh, yes. I was st- no, I would start Higby over him. Oh, this is nasty. The Ravens are at the Browns, a 49-point over under. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by 10. Lamar Jackson is a start. Baker Mayfield is a sit. Uh, Mark Ingram uh, is a start. You're hoping that he get into the end zone, but we just seen Ken Drake get into the end zone four times against the Browns last week, so I think there's no problem with that. But I think that they could, like, sit Mark Ingram throughout the middle of the game, you know what I mean, if they, like, up by a lot and put Gus Edwards in. So I think that's something to be aware of. Yeah, they did play on. You remember Cleveland did beat them. I'm not saying they're gonna beat them again, but I could. I don't know that ten point. What was it? A ten point spread when you uh, did your research? Yeah, I think. I think. I think they can cover that, man. 
I don't know. I think the that was when they were healthy too. I think the Ravens are that was and they had Miles Garrett. I think the Ravens are going to come out and like spank them just because they beat them earlier and they're trying to get the home field advantage if the Patriots. Oh. Yeah. I think yeah, I think they go. I think they're going to come and put. I think they're going to come and put some on them boys. I definitely got the Ravens in the game. And but, I think they covered the ten too. They're going to beat them. They haven't lost. You know the Ravens haven't lost since that game. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> I think they about to go crazy. Like Lamar Jackson is like, like they yeah. out of this world. Yeah. And like, shit. if you don't score, like every time you get the ball, like it's over for you. The crazy thing about Lamar Jackson is like, yo, he got over a thousand rush yards. Okay, but this dude is also leading the league in passing touchdowns. <sighs> nobody predicted that shit. I don't think yeah. anybody predicted that part, bro. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think you can start both of them. Um, oh, it's it's going to be a rough matchup. The Ravens have allowed the second fewest PPR points through the air to running backs. So I think Kareem Hunt is uh, ceiling is the little cap. I think Nick Chubb could get the volume. It just depends on what kind of Browns you're going to get. But Nick Chubb, you, you're really hoping that he get a touchdown. You, you're going to start him as an RB1. You know he's leading the league in Russia. Yep. He's just not getting into the end zone. So that's just something that's something you're hoping for. I'm hoping it doesn't happen. So I can't say anything else about him. I forgot Nick Chubb is on your team. <laughs> I've already said too much. <laughs> I've already said too much. You heard me, Gabe. What do you say? You got the Julio syndrome. What he about week though? All them yards, no touchdown. He scored last week. He scored last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That was like his first time in a, in a minute, though. True that, true that. So we'll just see. It just depends on, like, especially if the game script is how how they scripted. I think it could potentially end up being, I don't know, because the Ravens the Ravens have a pretty good defense. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yes. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think you can. Ah, it's a boomer bust wide receiver three to me. Yeah. I don't want to say you can start him, like just undeniably start him, but I don't also – I don't think you, you can sit him if you don't have a better option. Yeah. I think out of those touchdowns, like you said, Lamar Jackson is leading the league in touchdowns, so he's not getting as many targets as I would like uh, the four he's getting, but one of those could be a touchdown. And if you're chasing the points, that could be what you want. Exactly. Yeah. So like if you had – if you had – like if you, you know, in a, in a hole after Saturday games – and then you have maybe like a John Brown or a Hollywood Brown, then I would probably go Hollywood. Well, no, because John Brown plays Saturday too. So let's say uh, John Brown or Robbie Anderson or Marquise Brown or Robbie Anderson. I would probably go like Hollywood just because he has a that crazy ceiling. I would probably go Hollywood over him, like period. Bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about Terry uh, Slayton or Marquise Brown? Hmm. Oh yeah, that Giants wide receivers. When we get to them games, I don't, I don't, I think I'll go Hollywood Brown on them. You just don't know which one you're gonna get, and I, I think, I know that just because of how close that Hollywood and um, Lamar are, he's gonna try to throw to like before he threw that touchdown to him. You saw him on the sideline, like look at him, say, "All right, bro, I'm coming to you." Yeah, I ain't came to you in a minute, but I got you. True. With so, uh, Daniel Jones coming back, I kind of, you know. I like Slayton with Daniel Jones coming back. Yeah, that is true too. 
Jarvis Landry is a start for me this week. Uh, it just sucks that he'll be faced up against Marlon Humphreys, who's allowing just an 81.1 quarterback rating uh, in his coverage. But he is Baker Mayfield's favorite target, and I think that he'll be under a lot of pressure this game, and so he'll be going to the easier target he can get to, which will probably be Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I think you got to start him. I mean, he's third among all wide receivers with 75 targets since week eight. So, I mean, when you're in a tough matchup, the only thing you really could d- depend on is um, volume, and he's getting it. OBJ, at this point, you've been starting him every week. I, I, unless you have something just better, I don't think you can. He got 13 targets last week, so that was a plus. Um, he's he's drawing a bad matchup, too. Uh, but nothing should be a bad matchup when you OBJ, even though it is Jimmy Smith and Marcus Peters. But for some reason, Baker just – is Baker. I don't know what's up with that guy. Um, Took us 15 weeks to finally realize that OBJ just ain't the same this year, bro. I don't think, I think, I don't, is it OBJ or is it Baker? That's what we need. I think we're going to find that out next year. Might be a little bit of both. Yeah, we'll find that out next year for sure, though. Um, I I, I just don't think you can put him on the bench and this be the game that he has a good one. Man, I'm, I'm benching him. Who you start? Would you start OBJ or John Brown? John Brown. I, I think at that John, time, at John that point, has proven to me that he can overcome tough matchups. OBJ has not proven that shit to me. Even with the 13 targets last week? He came, he got 66 yards with 13 targets last week. That's very, that's a fact. And now he gets Marcus <laughs> Peters. And, and they might put Humphrey on him because, you know, he choked him out last time. So, you know, OBJ probably scared of his ass. So, <laughs> catch the shit if you want to, motherfucker. DJ Shark or OBJ? Uh, OBJ. <laughs> uh, you're not about to bait me, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So. Mark Andrews is a start for me. David uh, Joku is a sit for me, even if he is healthy. Uh, the the Jags are at the Falcons. Uh, forty five and a half point over under. The Falcons are favored by seven. Garner Minshew. If DJ Sharp plays, which he's expected to, I think you can stream uh, Garner Minshew. Uh, I think the Falcons defense is sorry. They'll, they'll be missing a couple more pieces with Tat McKinley being out. So the pass rush will be pretty much non-existent because it's not there. If you depend on Big Beasley, so I think you can roll Garner Minshew out there. Yeah, he's a start for me, too. Garner Minshew or Jared Goff? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would go golf, man. What? I would go golf, bro. And yeah, because they – I mean, like I said, the, the, the offense has looked better for the Rams the last three games. I'm trusting the matchup with golf. Yeah. I don't yeah. have golf all year. He trusting – oh, they they going on the incline right now. Mm, and they're for something. Ain't so who you said, Javar? You said Minshew? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going Minshew. Minshew put up 18 last week, so he did do good. But the first two games – I mean, the previous two games, when he took back over the job, he averaged 12 points. So, I mean, Minshew – What were the matchups? At uh, Oakland? No, that was last week. He did good against Oakland. At um, the Chargers, 13.5. The Chargers are a bad matchup. And then he had Tampa Bay and put up 10. And that was his first game back. Yeah, that was a great, great matchup, though. No excuses there. First game back. He did what he was supposed to do in the plus matchup, and I I think you got to trust him in another plus matchup. And that was in the plus matchup without his number one target. 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I am saying I trust him. You just asked me who I would start over. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan, um, he's a start for me. The Jags give up the most points against the run, but I think Matt Ryan gives you a safe floor. I agree. Leonard Fournette, he's a start for me. Um, but just temper your expectations because the Falcons are pretty good against the run. Um, yeah. Leonard Fournette is going to score, and contrary to believe, they have gotten better against the pass, too. Um, they've allowed only two 100-yard rushers all year, and that's with five running backs getting 18-plus carries against them. Uh, they played CMC twice and Alvin Kamara twice. Well, yeah, Alvin Kamara twice. And they played Derrick Henry there. Derrick Henry got the 100-yard game. But they played some top-quality uh, running backs, and they're allowing just four yards per carry and 5.4 yards per target, um, which is both below the league average. So I think um, – you just got to – I don't think it'll be a, a high upside game for Leonard Fournette this week. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, he is game script proof, though. So, he, I mean, he did yeah, – he, he stuck it up, you know, according to his standards, but he didn't kill you the last two weeks. Yeah. Devonta Freeman, um, he is one of my starts of the weeks. The Jags are allowing 5.3 yards per carry on the year, giving up nine rushing touchdowns over the last six weeks. Uh, the only t- team that didn't total at least 167 yards from the running backs against them were the Bucks, and we all understand why that didn't happen. Uh, Devonta Freeman is in a great position this week. I think he's going to have a great week. Yeah, and his uh, Falcon career well. But he got one more week. He got one more week. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have him on my team, guys, if you're rooting for me this week. DJ Shark is a start if he plays, which is looking like he's going to play. I wrote this when he, um, before I knew he was going to play. Uh, Desmond Trufant is out, and Isaiah Oliver and Kendall Sheffield are allowing 8.4 yards per target in their coverage. So I I think you can roll DJ Shark out there, especially if they say he's healthy. Yeah. What about you, Los? I mean, yeah, you got probably got to start Shark. Is this so he missed he missed last week, but he was he was there the week before, right? Mm-hmm. So he just missed one game. Yeah. He got a start chart. This dude's a thousand yard receiver. He's only forty four yards away from a thousand yards. Thousand oh, yard. So he pretty much that's pretty much a lock if he plays. <laughs> so they want him I think they want him to get that thousand yards. And we already know that Garner Mitchell is gonna target him. I think Back. he gives you a safe floor of nothing else. And with the matchup being the plus side, I think he could have a, a big game. Uh Hopefully he don't like you know re-injure or something and like go out the game or something. Of course, Carlos would say something crazy like that. Oh, you got him! Oh, oh damn! Chris Conley with Shark being back is a is a don't play for me, and DD is a don't play for me with them being back. I agree. Julio is a start for me, even though he'll be seeing AJ Boye uh, last week. Ooh. AJ Boye. Man, Julio finna go off. Exactly. Last week for the first time, Matt Ryan, well, not for the first time, but Matt Ryan looked at Julio as if he was a number one wide receiver. 51% target share. Wow. It was almost like he had changed jerseys with uh, Raheem Mostert. I mean, not Raheem Mostert, but it's almost like he had changed jerseys with uh, Mike Thomas. Yeah. And it was actually getting used like a number one receiver. It was great. So hopefully that continues. Uh, and he got into the end zone twice last week, so hopefully that continues against the uh, Jags. Yeah, that was a crazy catch too, bro. Like, I mean, not crazy, it's just the impact of it, bro. Like, 
Uh, came down to that last second. Hooper touchdown got overturned. And then Julio's touchdown wasn't called a touchdown at first. And then shit gets overturned at a touchdown. Like, that was a crazy finish last week. Austin Hooper, I think he's back in play. The Jags are allowing the second most PPR points per target to the position. Uh, that's second behind the Cardinals. So I think Austin Hooper has a, a, a good game. Uh, that's finally going to be at least right on time for a lot of people that have been waiting. I know he's been back for a couple weeks and he's been disappointed. But I think this is the game that people have been waiting on. Yeah, I agree. Giants are at the Redskins, a 41-and-a-half point over under the Washington Redskins, are favored by two. Daniel Jones, uh, I, I think I, I could fade Daniel Jones in this matchup. I think I could find somebody better. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins with Janoris Jenkins and a possible DeAndre Baker being questionable. He went out in the game last week. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Do you trust Dwayne Haskins? Uh, no. Nah. He still plays, though. He still plays. Yeah, not that championship. But I don't think you can trust him. He had a good game last week, though, in a plus matchup, and he's in another plus matchup. Yeah. I mean, would, so you, would you, you said you would trust him or you wouldn't? No, I don't, I don't think I could. Yeah. He has been better over the, over the last couple of weeks. Saquon needs to start. Def, I mean, of course. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, or Golden Tate. Which one are you trusting? Close your eyes and pick one. Yeah, that, that's that's. They all, and they all got a. They all pretty much have an advantage. Uh, Slayton has a ten percent advantage. Shepard has eleven, and Tate has an eleven percent advantage according to PFF. So it's just, I mean, but you just gotta choose right, man. I would say Shepard got the most targets last week, but Daniel Jones is coming back, so. Yep. Would you, gotta, you start any? Would you start any of them or Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin. I like Terry McLaurin matchup, especially with Janoris Jenkins being out. Uh, I think you could throw him back out there with uh, Dwayne Haskins starting to look a little bit more uh, like a quarterback. <laughs> the Panthers are at the Colts, a 46-and-a-half point over under the Colts, a favorite by seven. Will Greer, Sid, that is a, is a Sid. Uh, yeah, CMC, he needs just 186 yards to be the third player ever to record a 1,000 yards rushing and a 1,000 yards receiving. The Colts are pretty good against the run, but they are giving up yards in the air, allowing six different running backs to receive uh, five-plus receptions against them, and we already know what time CMC is on. So in CMC, we trust, baby. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for talking about Thanks a lot, team. bro. Marlon Mack, I also think he's a star – um, the Panthers are allowing 5.3 yards per carry. That's the most in the NFL and 24 yards on the ground to running backs. That's the uh, also the most in the NFL. I think Marlon Mack could possibly have a bad – I'm not a bad day, a great game unless Will Fuller and the, and the Panthers get off to like a crazy lead. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Greer. What did I call him, Will Fuller? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but, you know they're they're seven point favorites though, so that would have to be a crazy like, like you know, and usually Vegas is pretty spot on with these lines, so I don't think they'll. I mean, they might keep it close, but I don't think they'll blow them out. Exactly. So I think Marlon Mack is a play. I know y'all y'all he, he's disappointed all year, but I think this is. I know it's, it's hard to tell people to start somebody like that's been disappointing in the championship week. That's true, man, but Carolina is who you want to go 
play a running back against, man. They're allowing the most points to running backs. The most. DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel, trusting him with the rookie quarterback? DJ Moore, I am. Um, he, I mean, he's an every week star, bro. This dude has been beasting this year. Um, and then he does get a good matchup with Pierre Desire, who's allowing a 72% catch rate. So, yeah, definitely starting DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel, not so much, though. I also don't want to start T.Y. Hilton or any of the Colts wide receivers. Uh, Greg Olsen could be something that the rookie quarterback could tight, uh, could target, but I don't think you could trust him or Jack Doyle. So you want you want to start uh, T.Y. Hilton? No. Hmm. He I mean, disappointed was- last week when he came back. Um, I don't think you can trust him, bro. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was his first game back, though. Uh, and Jacoby Brissett looked horrible. Would you start Hilton or Beckham? Mm. Jesus. Probably Odell. Odell. Hey. I wouldn't feel good about it, though. T.Y. Hilton or Anthony Miller? I might start. I'm starting Miller. I'm starting Miller. I'm starting Anthony Miller because Anthony Miller's been getting the targets lately. You starting T.Y. Hilton or Brashad Perriman? Um, Perriman. Move on. <laughs> man, you already know where I'm going to start, bro. Chill out. I don't know. Man, Perryman. I was like, Perryman. God damn. The Saints are at the Titans, a 51-point over under. The Saints are favored by one. Uh, Drew Brees is a start for me. He's going to go crazy, even though Adore Jackson could be uh, – is expected to be back. But I don't think that has nothing to do with nothing with Drew Brees coming into town with a 51-point over under. Facts. I agree. Ryan Tanner, but it's it's gonna be close because Ryan Tanner they only favored by one and Ryan Tannehill. So I think you can start Ryan Tannehill too. He's been the number four, he's been the well, the fourth highest scoring quarterback over the last uh since week seven. Yeah, he's been lights out, bro. And he gives you a safe rushing floor, and the Saints are allowing 5.7 yards per carry to quarterbacks. Yep. Alvin Kamara, I think he's up there with one of the most disappointments of the year. I know. It's just because of touchdowns, though, man. I don't care, bro. You drafted him top three. He's a disappointment. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Uh, but, of course, you're going to keep running them out there. Um, it, it's just you, – I mean, you just got to hope that the that the, the volume is there. Uh, we've seen six running backs total 100-plus yards against the Titans. Uh, only five of them that did it had at least 20 tar- I mean, twenty touches. I don't think AK is seeing 20 touches no more. He's only did it twice this year, mm-hmm. and he hasn't got into the end zone. So, I mean, I think he's he's still an RB1. I think he's RB11 right now, but he's more of like a low-end RB1 that could potentially be an RB2, and that's gross. Yeah, points per game, he's at, he's uh, 15th right now with 13.6. Oh, and you drafted him, like, number one. So I know, like, a lot of people are upset. So hopefully you still made it to the to the championship with him on your team. You probably have a great team, so you're not even worried about it. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry is a start. Michael Thomas is a start. A.J. Brown is a start. Expectation, uh, temporary expectations. I know I told a lot of people to sit. I hope you all didn't listen to me. <laughs> boy went off last week, man. Crazy, because like he was already like the most like one of the most efficient receivers based off his targets, but dude got thirteen targets last week. So if he gets that volume again against Marshawn Lattimore, though, 
I know, I know. I I will temper, but I ain't no way in the world I'm sitting them. I, I can't sit them now. I can't. Yeah. I can't sit them now. Jared Cook is the start. Uh, the Titans have allowed uh, ten different tight ends to finish with top fifteen finishes against them, uh, including four top five ones. So I think the Titans are definitely some. Uh, not the Titans, but I think Jared Cook is definitely somebody you can start against the Titans. Revenge game. Jonu Smith. How y'all feel about Jonu Smith? He's somebody that I had a hard time. Not start. If uh, Walker's is Walker out for the year? Is he on IR? I don't know if he's on IR, but I haven't seen him out there. Jonas Smith had another good game last week too. If he um if he if he sits again, I don't mind Jonas Smith. He's put up ten and fourteen the last two weeks without Walker, and you know is a plus matchup. They allowed eleventh most. Uh, oh no, actually, hold on. They allowed eleventh fewest. Yeah. So maybe I'm not starting him. I read that wrong. Maybe I'm not. Mm. I think I'm starting. I think he's a sit for me. Yeah. The Lions are at the Broncos, a 38-point over-under. The Broncos are favored by six and a half. Uh, any other quarterbacks? No, even with Drew Locke being okay and with the Lions, the Lions allowing 11 out of the 14 quarterbacks to finish with 18-plus fantasy points, though. Nah, I don't want any other quarterbacks. All right. The Lions are expected to have Carrion Johnson back. Does that excite you? Nah. Now it's glad he back, but it's a tough matchup. Yeah, I can't I can't see him like being like a workhorse or anything. So uh the Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay or RBC. I, I don't think you can roll Royce Freeman out there. Philip Lindsay is it's a plus matchup, but he's been disappointing lately. Uh it's gonna be hard. Uh if he's totaled us at least 15 carries. Uh, in his four four out of five of the uh, Broncos wins, and they are expected to win this game. I think you can roll them out there as a flex, but um, as as a flex, nothing more. Somebody that gives you a safe floor, and just hope he gets a, a touchdown. Wow. Kenny G is a sit for me this week. Um, if you have better options, he'll be matched up against Chris Harris Jr. for most of the day, and I and I think you just can't depend on that quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he it's kind of hard to sit him. I'm he's like a strong temper for me. But what is he? He's still a top 10 receiver this year. So I'm not just going to advise to sit him. Um has he did anything since that um that big 75-yard touchdown on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, he had another touch not the last week but the week before last. He kind of it was in garbage time, but hey, still counts. He got he got a score at the end of the game. Um, Kenny Galladay or Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. Kenny Galladay or Robert Woods? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going. I'll probably go Kenny Galladay just because Richard Sherman is back. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go Kenny Galladay there. Um, Kenny Galladay, last one. Kenny Galladay or uh, Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm scary Terry there too. Damian Amendola is a sit after last week. I, he, I I don't know how you could put him out there. Yeah, I don't like him. Corlett Sutton is a start for me. Uh, temper your expectations because uh, he will be matched up against Darius Slay, and that could be a problem, but I think he's pretty much matchup proof at this point. Yep. Ten targets last week, so seven and or six. 
Darius Slay is allowing 14.4 yards per reception, which is high as, as yeah, he's Slay Slay hasn't been the same this year. I don't know if he's like banged up or something, but PFF have, has him graded out as a 59, so it's not you know as scary as what we're used to. Uh, no offense, I think you can start him at your own risk at this point. Uh, he played the game last week, but he kept leaving for injuries and coming back. Uh, he is one of Julak's favorite targets. Is he, though? I think so. He averages 3.3 3. targets in the games where Locke started. Because he's on the bench being hurt half the time. But when yeah. he comes in the game, like if you watch the game, when he comes in the game, he gets targets. Yeah. I don't think you can trust him, though. Nice championship week. Next year, he's going to be a beast, though. Yeah, I agree. Great dynasty player. The Raiders are at the Chargers, a 45-and-a-half point over under. The Chargers are favored about five-and-a-half. Both quarterbacks you can sit. I don't. I, I, I like the matchup for Phillip Rivers, but I'm not trusting him. Hell, no. Nah. He looked so bad last year, last week and, like, pretty much all year, man. This, this is it for Rivers. He's done after this year. It's no way he comes back after the way he's playing. done in my fantasy hearts. Yeah, Unless they get an O-line, that's it. Not even, man. That dude looks bad. <laughs> DeAndre Washington, uh, with the news that Josh Jacobs is not starting, I think he is a start for me. The volume should give him a safe floor, if anything. Facts. I mean, um, so he's a plus matchup. Um, the Chargers are allowing the 13th most. And if you go back to week 14 when Jacobs missed the last game, um, he did have 21 opportunities, including seven targets. So, you know, the Jalen Rashard concerns. Jalen Rashard is still going to get work, but they use Washington, like, more in the past game. It, it seemed like they used Jacobs all year. So definitely a, a good RB2 if, you, you know, if you're in a pinch. Not even in a pinch. If you have Washington, I think he's a great play this week. Tipper X, because I, the, the Chargers defense have gotten better. They, well, not better. They have gotten healthier. Uh, Derwin James is back, and Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are playing now. So I, th- I think you got definitely got to just be alert that those stats could be a little skewed off because they've been hurt most of the year. Yeah. They went out there and let uh, Mike Boone put up two touchdowns on him last week, though. Big facts. And he, I don't even think he might have had almost 100 yards. But they might have been in goal. But the yeah. time of the game might have been over, though. Yeah, uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, I think you can start both of them. Yep. Tyrell Williams had a touchdown last week, uh, then did nothing like he always does, so you got to sit him. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I think you can start both of them, guys. Uh, um, well, of course, uh, Keenan Allen. But Mike Williams, he's been much better since the bye. Actually ranking as the um, – it's only three weeks, so it is a small sample size. But after the bye, he's the wide receiver 13. And then he does get a, a good matchup with Nevin Lawson. Um, PFF has Williams with a 13% advantage this week. Yeah, I think he'll have a good game. Darren Waller is an auto start at this point. He is a start, but uh, you know Hunter Riffro's back. Yeah, he, his uh, first game back, though. Is it his first game back or second game? First game back. Your first game back, so I I, I think I'm not, I'm not trusting Hunter Renfro. No, 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 I know what you're saying as far as the targets. I think he could. I don't think this will be the week he eats into Darren Waller's target. I think he still got one more week. Next week, though, I think he definitely eats into those targets. Maybe, but I mean, 
Renfro was evolved after before going out. Like he he really picked up yeah. in that offense. You know, like last four games before going out. And Waller was still playable, but he just capped his ceiling. It seemed like that, and him not scoring touchdowns. Yep. Hunter Henry, do you like him this week? I do. Um, he has been disappointing last. Um, what is the last three weeks? Um, he's ranked as the twenty fourth tight end, but the matchup's too good this week. Uh, Oakland's allowing the six most points to tight ends. I think you can definitely start him this this week as a tight end one also. Cardinals are at the Seahawks, a 50-point over-under. The Seahawks are favored by nine and a half. Kyler Murray is a start for me. Uh, He finally started running again last week with 56 yards, uh, so that gives you that safe rushing floor again. Uh, The Seahawks are allowing six yards per carry to run to quarterbacks, which is the most in the league, so I think Kyler Murray gives you a safe floor. Hey, how are we looking on that Kyler Murray, Josh Allen? Ooh, that shit's so close, bro. So, uh, Kyler – so – Josh Allen is at 19.8. Kyler Murray's at 19.3. Oh. That shit gonna come down to the last game, bruh. This game, because they each should be having a bad matchup, and then you'll have a bad matchup. It's gonna yep. be a good one. Yep. I told y'all that, Josh. Y'all was y'all laughed me out the building when I told y'all about Josh Allen. Yeah, he is way better than I thought he was gonna be this year. Uh, Even though that wasn't a bet. I've been I've been uh fucking entertaining that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That one that we made, bro. <laughs> Russell Wilson is a start for me against the pretty much the worst defense in the league, the Cardinals. Uh, Keenan Drake, four touchdowns last week, 23 out of 26 touches, so there is no more. David Joseph. Nope. Uh, the Seahawks. Um, you want to know how we're looking on that bet between Keon Drake and uh, Latavius Murray? Fuck. Are you conceding defeats? Yeah, that was crazy. Four touchdowns. That that really. Keontae's averaging eleven point eight, and Latavius Murray is averaging nine point two. Wow, oh, it was close before that four touchdown game. Hell uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Seahawks are allowing a rushing touchdown every eighteen carries, pretty much, which ranks as the second most in the league, only behind the uh, to the Panthers. So I think the C uh, Keon Drake has a, a, a sustainable game. Yep, he's the lead back now. And Chris Carson also has a great game. Uh, the Cardinals' defense uh, sucks uh, when you give the running back carries, and you already know Chris Carson is going to get the carries. Uh, the first week they played, he had 145 yards and two touchdowns, so I think the same thing could be repeated. Facts. Christian Kirk is a start for me. Tyler Lockett is Keep a start. Keep an eye out for um... – Injury report started. They said they did say Kirk was a game time decision. Would you want to start any other wide receiver if it's not Kirk? Um, and that out of those out of the Cardinals, no. All right. Tyler Boyd is a start. Temporary expectations. Uh, I think the Cardinals are in a good. It's a good matchup uh, statistically wise. But we've seen um, when the Seahawks want to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. Uh, the first matchup, he only got four targets. Um, because of Chris Carson running the ball so effectively, so that's just something to be on the lookout for Tyler Lockett owners. Tyler Lockett. You was like a hard for a red flag, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was going to let me slide that in there. Hell no, boy. 
But you're right. I mean, they are they are going to try to run the ball, but it's a high high over under. This is the second highest I think of the week. So a lot of points going to be scored. DK Metcalf is a start. Uh, he will be matched up against Patrick Peterson, uh, who is coming off a good week after he's been pretty uh, disappointing all year. He was the defensive player of the year last week. Better test him. Hey, watch out. <laughs> like, wait a second. The NFL will be like, hold up. Exactly. He just got good all of a sudden. <laughs> Jacob Hollister is also a star for me. He's It goes without saying he's playing the Cardinals, and he is a tight end. So you already know one plus one is always going to be two. Facts. Uh, what what happened last? I think the the um, Ricky Seals Jones uh, yeah. after David and Joku was supposed to be out got two touchdowns last week. Crazy, bro. Like it, it always happens, bro. Like it's almost like you can't put you can't not put Hollister in your lineup if they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah, unless you got like a Zach Ertz or something, because I really don't like playing tight ends in my flex. But yeah, but would you play the tight end in your flex, like if he was playing the Cardinals? I mean, if I had like a Ertz, probably not. <laughs> the Cowboys and the Eagles are 46 point over under Dallas is favored by two and a half a Dak with the shoulder injury news it's been crazy yeah that's that is definitely something to look out for man I think Dak hurt he just you know got no choice but to play because of this game on the line I'm exactly because this is a good matchup, too, man. That's what really sucks about it. All right. Um, let's see. Dacker, Tannehill. 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 I think I will go Tannehill. Tannehill. Just because of the injury. That, because the a report, I read a report this week that said that Dak could barely, he hasn't thrown all week. Nope. Not even tennis balls. So, exactly. If he was throwing tennis balls, I would feel a lot more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that what happens when you throw tennis balls at practice. Did Jameis Winston throw tennis balls this week? Uh, don't think so, man. Dang it. Carson Wentz is a start for me. Um, he's had at least 19 points in each of the last three weeks. It's, it's almost getting to the point where it's not pretty, and it's just because he has nobody to throw the ball to. That's, he's found a wide receiver named Greg Ward. Speaking of him, do you think you can start him? Not in season long. I'll start him now. Nah, he's like a DFS play because he is getting the targets. But I just can't trust it, man. <laughs> I just can't do it. Not in season he's long. getting the targets, though, especially with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside being um, questionable. I think he might not even play. Yeah, I I can't do it. I can't do it either. But I am starting Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Yep. Um. Ezekiel Elliott, of course. Miles Sanders with the news that Jordan Howard is expected to be coming back. Uh, I think that captures upside just a little bit. The Cowboys have allowed 81 receptions to running backs, which is the eighth most in the NFL. So I think that Miles Sanders could still have a good day. Do you feel comfortable starting him, even though Jordan Howard is expected to be there? Yeah, I think uh, the Eagle. I mean, he is going to get run, Jordan Howard, if he comes back. But Miles has been playing too good. Um, he's the last, he's the number four running back in the last four weeks, averaging 21 opportunities. So the ceiling probably does come down, but I can see him still getting at least 15 opportunities if Jordan Howard's there. And if they get into a shootout, he's going to get the passes. Yep. yep. Exactly. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. One thing before we go forward, if, uh, if, if Jordan Howard does miss, 
Whilst this guy is like a desperation flex play, he's um, averaging 14 and a half opportunities the last two weeks. So he's getting the touches too. Yeah, that's if Jordan Howard doesn't play, though. I think they say he's going to play. I think it's pretty much a guarantee at this point. Okay. Uh, Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Mm, I I think he got him, I guess, start Cooper, but. I felt a lot better about this before that got hurt. Yeah, that is true, man. Um, I think I would still play both of them though. Um, it's a four o'clock game, so hopefully we can get a little bit more clarity on Dak's arm. Yeah, because you know Philly is, is a is a team to attack with your receivers. Exactly, it's a it's a great matchup. Uh, Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills have allowed sixty three out of one hundred and four passing um uh attempts. Between them, 1,024 uh, yards and 10 touchdowns uh, in their coverage. Yeah. I'm, AKA I'm, the Phillies secondary sucks. I'll start both of them. Yeah. Jason Witten, even though he did catch a touchdown last week, uh, he's a sit for me. Same. Uh, Phillies allowing fifth fewest points to tight ends just before we go on. The Chiefs are at the Bears, a 44-and-a-half point over-under. The Chiefs are favored by six. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a start. Mitch Trubisky has been better. I think the Chiefs' defense have gotten better, and so I don't think you can start Mitch Trubisky this week. Um, if you do start him, you're hoping for that rushing floor that he gives you, but I, I just think they're better options at quarterback this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Kansas City running backs, Damian Williams is expected to be back this week. I just – I don't want any – I don't know what happened to Andy Reid and his running backs, but – I know. That was so weird, man, because Damian Williams balled out at the end of last year. So, I don't understand why he chose to go to the committee this year. But they still – they still rolling, so. It's <laughs> almost like he forgot how to run the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's just – that was uh, – I don't know. It's, I can't explain it. They literally Patrick Mahomes or nothing at this point. Yep. And Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill. Well, that's like what I mean, like the passing game on that. Uh, David Montgomery or Tyreek Cohen? I think Montgomery's a start. Um, he'll he'll at least have give you a safe floor just because the matchup is so great and he's been getting um, touches. But he has he has been disappointing this year, man. I'm kind of kind of disappointed with him, man. He's uh, the 32nd running back since week 10, even though he's averaging 17 opportunities in that span. But uh, hopefully Nagy, because he is a smart guy, hopefully he realizes that the way you beat the Chiefs is by the run game. Um, So I could see him finish it as RB2 if he gets that same opportunity. He was running real good between those trash cans, though, before the season. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, made, <laughs> he made one move, bro. Three yards out from the touch from the end zone, bro, and it shot his ADP up two rounds. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> People be so ready for the season to start, bro. Miles Sanders is definitely, I think, has definitely uh, shown to be better than him. Yep. Tyreek Hill, like we already mentioned, he's the start. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you trusting him? Nope. And Allen Robinson is a start. Uh, we already talked about Anthony Miller. I think we're going to trust him this week. Um, so, over the last five weeks, he's at 52 targets, um, turned 33 of them into catches, 431 yards, and two touchdowns. Finally, man, that was my that was my late season target. 
Remember way back in our in the preseason, bro, when we had that show, bro. Finally, bro. If but you yeah, want to hear some gems. They should go back and listen to our preseason shows. Yeah, boy. I went back and looked at that show. I was like, damn, bro, we crushed that shit, bro. Yeah. We we said a lot of this stuff that was gonna happen, and it happened. Galladay and Cup was like the two ones that stood out for breakout players of the year. I was Lamar Jackson too. We said Lamar Jackson two. and uh Winston. Damn. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so so you know, Kansas City is pretty much great against wide receivers. Yep. But Miller coming off a 15 target game, it's hard to sit him. And then Robinson, like he's been falling all year long. So and he plays 40 percent of his uh, snaps out of the slot, and that's really where you can beat um, Kansas City. They're good on the perimeter. They're kind of weak at, um, against slot receivers. So that's why the Miller and Robinson um, are good plays this week. I wonder where Robinson gets drafted next year. Uh, he's still. I, I think he's going to be one of those players that people are talking about being being disrespected again. If he doesn't like leave, if he stays in the same situation, I can see that, and he's yeah. going to end up being a great value. Travis Kelsey, of course, he is a start. The Packers are at the Vikings. This is Monday Night Football. We have made it to the last game of I the get ready football. A Monday Night Party. Yeah, it is the end. This is the last game, fellas. This is the last oh game of the, fir- of the first oh ever fantasy and C- session podcast. Fuck with y'all, man. I'm gonna try to let's make it through. <laughs> okay, okay. The Packers are at the Vikings at 45 and a half point over under the Vikings. Our favorite about four and a half. Hey, man, Aaron Rodgers. What do you do with Aaron Rodgers? Not starting him. I'm not starting him either. It's just sad to say it, man. But he's just a name at this point. Javar, you starting Aaron Rodgers? I mean, okay. who else you got to start if you if you traded? I mean, if you drafted Aaron Rodgers, they said no choice. Man, shit. That's you could have not- picked up Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? Mm, I'm probably going to go. I'll go Aaron Rodgers there. Yeah. I think I'm going Kirk. Yeah, I would go. I don't. I don't trust Kirk Cousins in big games, and that would be the reason why I don't go Kirk Cousins. You just said you would go Kirk. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, but that's why I said I don't know because that's the reason I would go him. Just looking at like, but then when you tell me this is a Monday night game and like the division is on the line, that makes me be like, ah, oh. damn. So you mean that Green Bay could jump out to a big lead? No, I don't even think – not even saying, like, a big lease, just saying as much as, like, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. <laughs> gotcha. How about uh, so Aaron Rodgers or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzmagic. Okay. Javar? Man, I'm throwing – I'm throwing Aaron Rodgers out there. Woo! Woo! This ain't been the same this year, man. Like, he Especially in tough matchups. I don't think he's he's performed in one tough matchup. Last week, what did he put up? 14? And that was a tough matchup? Mm-hmm. I don't like the first matchup against the Redskins, he didn't do nothing. Exactly. He put up 10 points, man. I can't trust him. Not in this. Not in the championship. That's week. Okay. Uh, Aaron Jones is a start. I think you also have to temper your expectations. Uh, the Vikings are allowed just 0.7 PPR points per opportunities to the running backs. That's the sixth lowest in the league. Oh, oh man. man. It's, it's, 
what the 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 the, the roller coaster of Aaron Jones has been crazy too. Like Jamal Williams not even mentionable at this point. Yeah. But I mean, Aaron Jones, he has a couple I mean, he has a few bad games throughout the year, but yeah, you can't you can't sit him, man. 38 points, 45, 27, 28, like there's no way you're sitting him. Yeah, you can't sit him, but I just your, your expectations are definitely tempered at this point. Yeah. Now, what the people have been waiting for. Carlos, go ahead and tell us about Mike Boom. Um, he's a third string running back. Um, he doesn't get used in a passing game, so <laughs> <laughs> you ask. But nah, I mean, everybody knows that the Vikings want to run the ball. Um, and Mike Boone is capable. So if you have Mike Boone, I, I kind of see it's it's hard to see you not starting Mike Boone. So he is a great start this week. Unfortunately, if you if you were the lucky one to pick him up, I think Mike Boone might could possibly win a lot of leagues. Yeah, I think I, I, I would say that's more geared toward redraft, though. Yeah, like redraft dynasty. You know, people have been working on their squads for years and shit. No, no, I don't think he's gonna come over like that. But as far as like just this game, I think he's gonna win a lot of championships. Like come Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday night. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, me. definitely. Hopefully, me. Devontae Adams is a start. Uh, Stephon yeah. Diggs is a start. Adam Thielen is a start with temporary expectations. I think Stephon Diggs has a better matchup. Um, with Adam Thielen expected to see Jair uh, Alexander, who is allowing a 54.7% catch rate. Uh, but the catches are, are averaging for 15 yards a catch, though. So I think. But I still just think the matchup is ah, Oh, Thielen. Yeah, Thielen. Um, let's name some names. Let's see who we got. Um, Adam Thielen or DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah, I think I will go DK. Adam Thielen or Rashad Pyramid. Uh, uh, yeah. Adam Thielen or uh, Robert Woods at this point. Ooh. Um, Robert Woods. One is... more Adam Thielen or uh, Crowder or Anderson. Mm. One of the uh, Jets wide receivers. That's a good one. Thielen. Uh, well, what is your? Why would you go through just just off of Thielen or just what? I mean, he's a game back, game removed from coming back from injury. I mean, we're not going to just forget that Adam Thielen was a beast when he was out, you know, when he was healthy. So if he's back to full health now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he wasn't a beast all this year, though, because, you know, he started off the year pretty slow, too. But I can't. I I trust him more than I trust one of those. I trust. I don't even know if I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust Sam Darnold at this point. I trust the. mm, I don't know what I trust. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to fantasy football, baby. Big trust. Woo woo. Uh, the I definitely think Stefan Diggs over Adam Thielen, though. Yeah. How about you, Javar? Yeah, Stefan Diggs. Ha. Over. <laughs> <laughs> we made a bet. Everybody in the beginning of the year. It's kind of kind of flawed this, at at this point, but still counts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jimmy Graham, I said too much already. And Cal Rudolph, what do you know? With Adam Thielen back, he only had three targets, so you can't trust him either. Yep. That's it. Oh. It's champion show, baby. It's Said what? Good luck to everybody. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. Hey, but, but to be real with you, we want to thank everybody that listened all season. Um, we'll probably do one more episode before we take a little break, right? Yeah, probably do like a little recap episode. And so the champion to come on and tell you who won the championship. So and, and you know, just maybe give a couple awards out, a couple fantasy and session awards out. Not for me. He said champion. So listen up. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like give just give y'all a heads up of what's what's to look forward to during the offseason. We want to thank everybody that's been rocking with us. Uh we only gonna get better from this point going forward. I want to thank my co-host. Appreciate y'all, man, coming yeah. in here every Friday recording. Good, good year, fellas. Good year, man. For sure, man. We only on the come up after this. Thank Big A for the intro, the hardest intro in fantasy football. No way. Yep. And hey man, whoever comes out on top, man, just know. I'm glad I'm playing you in, in the championship. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't want to play anybody else other than my co-hosts in the fantasy championship, man. So. Nah, because I might quit the podcast. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> if, if I win, bro, I'm going to be fucking doing the podcast by myself, bro. I'm going to be happy as hell. I'm done talking about it. Hey, man, thank y'all for listening, man. Make sure you follow us at Fantasy In Session. Uh, for the last-minute championship starter sits on Sunday. Well, serious, tomorrow, too, Saturday. Remember to start your, set your lineups. Uh, we got early game Saturday. So I know most, that might catch a lot of people off guard. So make sure you set your lineups now after you listen to this. We'll try to get this episode out as soon as possible. Without further ado, peace. Good luck to everybody except game. <laughs> <laughs>